The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. You're with Tyler Nixon on today's News Talk TNT. Welcome to the Tyler Nixon Show. We are live here on today's News Talk. It is in the United States, Monday, February 26, 2024. And uh, it's, uh, it's a bright, shiny, sunny day here in Denver, Colorado. And uh, I just want to give praise to God at the outset of this show and the outset of this week for uh, for all the blessings. I had a chance to get out in the sunshine and what a difference it makes. I got to tell you, if you, you know, if you get cooped up in the winter and you're and you get low on that vitamin D and just being out uh, under a crisp blue sky with the breeze blowing and a nice warm feel, feel the spring coming. The winter's almost over. Uh, like I said, I just give got to give praise to God. And you know what I also give praise to God for? I want to give praise in, uh, to uh, to our, my Lord and our Lord Jesus Christ, frankly, is the, is the Patriots. You know, I, I, I was thinking about it this morning and just sort of on my mind. And the people that I've come across on X, Twitter, I don't know if we'll ever be able to call it one or the other. Um, and just in the course of being involved in activism going back 40 years, but especially in recent years where, uh, you know, for all the ills of social media, for all the uh, all the vituperation and acid and bitterness that we get, which frankly, let's face it, comes from one side. I mean, we all know it. It's There's no equivalency there. But uh, for all of that, though, um, I remember what politics was like before that, you know, say 30 years ago when I worked for uh, Speaker Newt Gingrich, or Republican whip Newt Gingrich, or that era of politics where, you know, you had the you had major networks, you had the few cable stations, CNN. Uh, I don't even think MSNBC at that point. Uh, they were just fledgling. Uh, no Fox at that point, but you had the major news networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, um, and you had major papers. And you know, whatever they published, whatever line they were putting out, whatever the narrative was. You had no, all you could do is frankly absorb it. All you could do is read and, and frankly, you know, I hate to say it, yell at the TV, talk to your friends and neighbors, but there's none of this, uh, you know, global instant communication, none of the ability to instantly organize hundreds, if not thousands of people uh, to connect with people of like mind and like heart and like spirit, uh, you know, anywhere on the planet uh, and especially across the United States for people to just instantly get together. I mean, have uh, friendships, kinship, have uh, make plans to organize. And uh, as much as they've tried to suppress the Patriots, um, I mean, again, back then you, you you had physical, I mean, you had mail, you had, you know, hardwired telephones. It was very cumbersome. And the, the, the control over the political discourse, over the narrative was very much, so much more uh, profound. And, and the grip was so much tighter than it is today. I mean, and, and for all the censorship and all of the insidious algorithmic uh, hijinks and tricks that they play on people, and that, that I certainly believe that I'm one. I mean, I can't believe that I have nearly 5,000 followers on X. And if you want to check me out on X at Real Tyler Nixon, but I just cannot believe that with nearly 5,000 followers, or well, maybe 4,400 4, and some followers, that I post regularly. And I'm lucky in some cases if I get three or four likes and maybe a, a hundred impressions. I mean, this is just, this is ludicrous. I can't believe out of all those people that that it's reduced to that. And I, you know, I, I have no doubt that my connections to Roger Stone, my connections to Alex Jones, to all the people I'm connected to, uh, who are the, some of the great patriots and some of the great leaders. Um, you know, I, I, I might not have a large list of followers, but I have some really, really great people on there. 
But that being said, um, I mean, it's clear to me that those those even though someone like, say, Roger Stone was was added back to Twitter and unleashed where, you know, he's he has huge reach as he should, because when he was banned uh, back in, gosh, I guess 2018, maybe uh, completely banned off Twitter, maybe a little bit after that. I mean, he had something like three quarters of a million followers that he had developed over the previous probably, gosh, however, probably since Twitter's uh, inception. But he was uh, he's now jumped back in and he's able to have huge reach. And but I think, you know, it's kind of sad for the people uh, who didn't necessarily develop a huge following, who've been struggling, but have good things to say and are out there and putting the content out, who just can't seem to break through that sort of barrier to to reach people or or feel even feel like you're being seen. You know, again, it's not about, uh, you know, it's it's your, your guaranteed free speech, but not reach. You know, it's like it's just I mean, this is the kind of crap you get from from leftist uh, autocratic you know, total would be tyrants, little mini potentates who, uh, who feel it's, and it's, it's really sad that tech has, has taken that turn. I mean, it, it had such promise. I just remember such excitement, uh, in the 1980s, I was very much into the, the, uh, the tech sort of, uh, revolution that was going on. I mean, Apple was huge coming out. I mean, you know, it was nothing like it is now, but it was still, I mean, when the first Macintoshes came out and, just the fact of a GUI, you know, a GUI, basically a graphic interface instead of just the green screen with the uh, the uh, text on it and the image writer uh, dot matrix, um, you know, just I mean, so, so throwback and compared to what it is today. But but I mean, all the promise that was held of of this massive technological capabilities for telecommunications and everything, and it falls into the hands of some of the most despicable people, the most disgusting, greedy, uh, control freak uh mutants frankly i mean uh, just really inhuman uh you know i mean it just shocks me how uh i mean look i get it i mean it used to be the joke you know the nerds the, the revenge of the nerds kind of thing but i mean this is these are not these are not nerds these are toxic monsters in some cases that have done this stuff and i don't know what maybe it's just the 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 natural uh coalescence or aggregation of such immense power over so many people and uh it's kind of like i laugh when they talk about oh the adults in the room it's like give me a break i mean the, the left is nothing if not a playpen of of uh infantile pygmies running around just i mean that, that really think that i mean their esteem their self-esteem is so beyond anything that's uh even resembling what any human should even feel for themselves and they wield all this power. I mean, like a Mark Zuckerberg, you want to talk about a, a malcontent, well, not malcontent. He's just a malaprop. I mean, he's a, a, a mutant. And this guy is like, you know, took something like Facebook, which, which I was a late adopter, frankly, to all social media. I don't think I even got on uh, Facebook until like Twitter until like 2014 or 15, which is pretty late considering people have been on there since like 2007, 2008. And frankly, it was for the exact reasons that, uh, that sort of came to fruition. That it's exactly why I got on there. I thought, I thought this is this is something. This is like a trap. This is a fad. People are sucked into it. They're way too into it, and they're putting all this energy and all this uh, all this time and all this attention into this thing. And these people, who who controls this? Who runs this? They could just like literally, uh, you know, flip a switch and you're gone, or just you know take your kind, whatever the case. And and. I don't think I envisioned it as bad as it is with the amount of censorship and the CIA and the intelligence community's involvements, but 
Certainly. I mean, if you think about had it been left to its own devices, had people been able to just interact normally and, and you know, just a straightforward platform where you see people's posts as they're posted. I mean, I obviously you have to have some level of control. You can't have, you know, a hundred thousand followers and, you know, all these people are different follow with followers and have everybody posting everything at the same time. But I mean, it, it really, I, I hope that Elon Musk takes it upon himself because he's mentioned that they keep coming across all sorts of insidious little bits of code uh, and sort of um, cubby holes and back doors and whatever, you know, all the, all the, the rigging that, that went into making Twitter what it was before he took it over, uh, you know, just to com a complete um, control platform, a complete, uh, I mean, talk about a dictatorship. If you want to know what it would be like living in the United States, under leftist or fascist Democrat rule. Just just think of what Twitter was like three years ago uh, when they were just removing people. I mean, it was like literally, if it was a physical location, you would see your friends and people, you know, just disappearing randomly with, with no no reason, no explanation, just gone. Everything, everything about them just wiped off the face of the map. This is what these people will do in cyberspace. So don't think for a second that 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 they wouldn't do the same thing physically to people if it came down to it. Uh, if they were given that power. Fortunately, though, I think uh, being infantile pygmies, they don't have that ability. They don't have that power. They don't have the balls, frankly, to do that um, because the Patriots, as many, you know, getting back to my original point about God bless the Patriots, um, these are such good hearted people. These are uh, salt of the earth. I mean, when you, when you, when you uh, interact with them of, of any kind, I mean, you know, and generally you're not going to find people who are stuffy academics, intellectuals, professionals per se, not to say that there's not good people who are highly refined, highly educated, who are professionals, who have advanced degrees, who have who are uh, you know, attorneys, doctors, whatever have you, as, as we have seen. Um, but for the most part, uh, they are generally just, they have a working ethic, even no matter what, and many very successful. I mean, you know, the fact that people are working class uh, or maybe laborers or not, again, you know, refined Ivy League, uh, frankly, D bags uh, doesn't mean they're not successful. I mean, look at Mike Lindell. I mean, the guy's you know out of the crack, out of a gutter on crack, and into a you know a global sensation in terms of my pillow and the products he sells. Um, and the Patriots, though, are the, you know the type of people that have held this country together, have held freedom down uh, in, in the sense of have held held it, uh, you know batten down the hatches, whatever you want to say, held the fort down, I guess, uh, for freedom and, and, and defended liberty against some of the most insidious and diabolical forces and violent forces that the world has ever seen with, with advanced weaponry and you know, all sorts of uh, schemes and designs and uh, advantages. And yet uh, we have managed, the Patriots have always stepped up and sacrificed if necessary, uh, you know, what it took to, to basically throw that that oppression and that tyranny off of first of all that as a threat to our country but also uh as a menace to the world and you know what i firmly believe that we are beneath beneath all the uh the layer of fear porn and and fear mongering and vituperation and and combat in cyberspace between you know left right whatever uh the the absolute degeneracy and the complete draining of any uh, God. I mean, the, the political culture is so corroded and degenerate right now. Um, but, you know, that's not what defines America. 
That has never been what defines us. Uh, in fact, we've always, we've always uh, succeeded and excelled in spite of that. I mean, I think there were times when we had, we had definitely had good people, but I mean, when, when is our, you know, when is the political class ever really done anything but uh, marshal us to war and essentially keep building, uh, you know, a larger and larger national, unitary, centralized, ultimately police state to uh, lord over us, to, to give people who are frankly third rate at best uh, individuals, third rate human beings, third rate intellects, uh, these positions of almighty power over us. I mean, Joe Biden absolutely epitomizes this. This man should not be, he wouldn't be able to sell used Chevys, frankly, in Claymont, uh, you know, if, if, if frankly, he were, he were not, uh, you know, gifted with basically the ability to, first of all, BS, I think, at least when he was young. And he threaded that needle once in 1972, and he's clung to that position and, and stuck around like some sort of, uh, like some sort of ooze that would, you can't get rid of. You can't seem to, no matter what you do, you can't scrub it away. You can't, you know, blast it away. You can't, and he's just clung to that position and has absolutely epitomized how the political class in this country is absolutely the worst of all. And yet these people have such, uh, you know, you, you would think based on uh, the way everything's played, the way they portray themselves, the way the news, you know, the media, everything, everything seems to revolve around politics. And, you know, one of the reasons I got into politics and became, uh, you know, was a conservative and ultimately gravitated towards libertarianism and even frankly, uh, uh, you know, not anarchism, but I would say voluntarism, where, you know, we really need to question the the legitimacy of all authority, uh, where people get, get together and think they can exercise rights as a as a group that they can't or authority as a group that they don't have as individuals. Um, that's an, a novel notion. And maybe we'll get uh, Mark Passio or uh, Larkin Rose on the show, hopefully to uh, to talk a little bit about that. But I mean, you know, these people get together uh, and, and sort of assume powers for themselves. They take up the oxygen in the room. And I got into politics again because I wanted to serve. I mean, I ran for office to serve uh, the public in a way that would enable them, everybody who wants to live their life, not to have to worry and not to have to be focused, not to have to be consumed with all this backbiting BS political uh, you know, gamesmanship and it, it just, I mean, it's, it, it is really sick with the left. I mean, it's, I, I hate to say it. It's they're, they're so devious and they're so uh, needy for uh, power. And they, they've, they've staked so much into political and social and socialist uh, type uh, efforts that, you know, th their entire lives revolve around it. And we cannot just simply go about our merry ways and turn our backs on them. I mean, they will, ap they will absolutely, I mean, it would be really ugly if we didn't have uh, people who are guardians of liberty that that have lived their own lives, but have always been, you know, kept an eye on things, and have always been active. I mean, I've certainly been active for forty years, uh, fighting for liberty uh, ever since I, you know, heard Ronald Reagan speak and, and was sort of uh, entranced by American, uh, the American system, our system of government, uh, the majesty of it. Not not the majesty of again the political class, but the system. Um, the way it was, uh, it, it, it really maintained a balance. I mean, it was such an elegant design for our constitutional republic. And uh, I, you know, I think we've been truly blessed with this. And the patriots that, that are now connecting with each other, we're just getting started. I mean, you know, I gotta tell you, like considering all the suppression, it is, it is unbelievable how far we've come. And 
it's just you see you begin to i think you feel the energy like i don't just don't buy these people who oh there's something big coming it's going to be war it's going to be this look visualize world peace i know it sounds corny and, and and hokey and liberal and leftist whatever hippie but it's true i mean our intentions our prayers matter and how we you know the attitude we bring to the table matters so we're going to take a little short break my friend jake smith a fellow broadcaster from back in delaware is going to be joining me and uh just you know stay keep that positive outlook the positive attitude know that the world can be a better place know that these dictatorial tyrants these scum of the earth demons like like george soros uh, and his ilk these people only survive by manipulation uh by trickery uh by all sorts of things that are illusory and that aren't real and that don't uh, i don't have the genuine power of people and certainly not of god so you know keep your prayers positive don't fret and no matter what happens we'll all get through it and i think that uh, ultimately if we keep that vision of a great and an even greater country and a greater world uh, than the one that we're seeing now it will come about you're watching the tyler nixon show on today's news talk where we're lighting the fuse for freedom don't go away tnt's mark morano breaking news climate punks trash the u.s constitution at the National Archive Rotunda in Washington, D.C. We are determined to foment a rebellion. We will not be held accountable to laws in which we have no voice or representation. The entire U.S. archive was evacuated because of this stunt. And did you notice our men in blue and women in blue stood around and enabled these protesters to not only deface the case of the, of the, where the U.S. Constitution was held, but also to quiet the crowd, it seemed like, and just allow them to speak. It's almost as if, hey, they have the floor, everyone. Let's be quiet. We have some, uh, we have some uh, vandals here that want to speak. Let's give them our due respect that they've deserved, that they've earned. Mark Morano on today's News Talk TNT. The light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. <laughs> No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk it's time to switch on today's news talk radio very entertaining yeah. tnt welcome back we are live on today's news talk tnt where we are lighting the fuse for freedom around the globe joining me a patriot a friend an ally a good man a strong voice a rock solid american patriot of of the first order my friend jake smith from uh Delmarva Live, WGM, WGMD 92.7 FM in, uh, in the uh, the talk of Delmarva, which is out of uh, my sort of family, family, I guess, uh, ultimate family home, which is Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Jake, welcome. It's great to have you with, with us. Great to be with you. This is kind of a switch. You're usually on my show, right? I know. I know. It's uh, yeah, no, it's good to be. It's good to be back behind the uh, it ain't it ain't a golden microphone, but it's, it's a microphone nonetheless. And uh, so, Jake, well, you, you know, you're I, t I tell you what, I let me just say that I, uh, you, what you've done with your show, and and I knew that you, if you had this opportunity, uh, when you were doing the potting shed, the, the Delmarva potting shed, and and doing uh, sort of 
not you didn't you were doing with Mike Bradley in the early morning on the show uh, on the station but I knew that if you had the opportunity to build and develop a show that you would have what you have now which is just an amazing I mean it's a world a national world-class type show brought to the to the uh, Delmarva Peninsula um and you know Judge Napolitano I mean the guests the people you have on on a regular basis uh, I mean you have really I mean how how long is it? How long have you been had the show, and what has it been like, sort of building out this? Uh, has has it sort of snowballed? Uh, how do you feel about it, and where's it going? Well, show is almost uh, in the spring. It'll be six years old, Tyler, and uh, in yeah, radio, yeah, I figured we don't. We generally don't last that long in radio, uh, but uh, the show has. Um, it's kind of taken on a an identity all its own and it, it originally was intentioned to be uh a local show but it's become really a uh, a national show which i think um rivals any of the uh the nationally syndicated shows on today and i, I i've got listeners across the country as you know and around um, the world pleased uh how the show uh how the show has uh progressed and we'll see uh you know, you're never as good as your, well, you're only as good as your last day's show. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> Outstanding. Um, well, you know, I, do you think that Joe Biden's being elected president and the focus, unfortunate as it is, I think for us and, you know, from Delaware, the focus that's been brought on Delaware, do you think that that, you know, contributed at all to the, to, uh, you know, to your success in the last couple of years? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm curious if you feel, you feel like that might be the po a possibility, not, not just, that Joe Biden deserves credit, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's possible. I think that maybe some of the guests I brought on when I say that uh, the station is headquartered in Rehoboth Beach, that that might have something to. Oh, well, let's uh, let's go right to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We might we go. might get somebody in the White House. Uh, you know, the summer white, whatever you want to call it, the the Rehoboth uh, the White House, Service, uh, the Secret Service listening post in Rehoboth. Uh, they they listen to me, um, and they must have my my uh, photograph pasted all over the security office there because a couple of weeks have ago, you seen this man <laughs> and i walked in and i saw i said to my wife secret service there were three secret service agents seated in the dining room uh which was on a weekend at the plugster you know that's what i call them plugs and yeah. mobster yep. uh they were seated and having dinner sure enough they the um server sits us right next to them and he did a double take when he saw me but they must have my uh, mugshot uh, situated all over the security booth in the uh, in, at the Secret Service listening post, but that's uh, listen, that's their uh, that's their issue, and um, I'm going to keep Jake, speaking. The truth. They're fans, I have no doubt. Many oh, of them are big yeah, fans. Years, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. How could you not? How could you not be? I mean, look honestly, we I think we saw what we needed to see, or well, we didn't get to see it. Thank God. But when we heard the stories of Joe Biden skinny dipping in front of the female Secret Service oh. agents, and to the point where their husbands wanted to, you know, beat the crap out of them when they had a whatever it was a gathering, I guess. I mean, I, I cannot think. And of course, uh, what's the dog commander? You know, this this wild hooligan dog that's uh, that, that is is frankly as feral and dangerous as his son, as as Hunter Biden is. You know, so I guess Joe can't help but raise at you know at literal animals, vicious animals in many cases. That's an and, interesting story. I think the um, the story of the of the German Shepherd is simply Tyler. I don't know if you're a dog person. I am. Dogs are like sponges, and yeah. they absorb what the emotions are around the family. 
And there's no question that that dog was acting out because of what it was exposed to, the stress and the anxiety that it was exposed to around being around the biggest crime family in the history of the uh, uh, of the United States of America. You're from Delaware. You know the stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, no. I mean, uh, and I'll, I, I'll say this. Uh, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say the Biden family is the lowest form of human life on the planet. They have disgraced the state. The first state to sign on to the United States Constitution, and they disgraced our country. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I'll tell you this. I mean, I, I know for I mean, I, you know, I grew up obviously around the, the, the brothers and the family in church on Sundays, you know, sporadically. Um, and they would often come in late. They would sit up in the, uh, the, the choir balcony like like some sort of, you know, royal royals or whatever. And um uh, I just I heard a story once about some contractors who were in their house in uh, that when they were still on Monchan Road there, right across from St. Joseph on the Brandywine, where we all went to church at the old, there's an old DuPont estate, a beautiful property. I mean, I think this is the one that had a ballroom in it. And long story short, um, the, the contract, I mean, the place was was like a pigsty, basically. I mean, you know, I mean, there was very poor. I mean, Jill was apparently a, a really poor after the fire. Uh, well, this would have been like the, probably the, the early nineties, late eighties. So I don't I'm know. Just, uh, oh, 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 yeah, right. Of course the kitchen fire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. I, I forgot. Uh, Joe, you know, he lost everything. He lost his entire stove. You know, he lost one of the burners on there. Right. Uh, so he can relate to the people in Maui who were, you know, literally had everything incinerated oh, to ashes by Chinese, oh, uh, oh. laser satellites. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. This down and, and that, yeah, the, the Beretta shotgun deal. I mean, like this guy is just, but anyway, so these contractors are in there, they don't know who Jill was. Right. And, and one of the guy looks to the other, he's like, man, these people live like effing pigs. And <laughs> she heard him. And let's just say they, they, that was their last day on the job. You know, like, I mean, this is, you know, these guys had seen, I'm sure all kinds of like trash piles and pigs dies, but for sure that was the worst. And, and, you know, they've, I mean, these people, stiff contractors, Joe Biden's had all kinds of work done where he just, they just say, we're not paying, you know, 30 grand. Well, they oh, stiff oh no. they yeah. stiff I mean, they've stiffed, they've stiffed, uh, yeah, hairstylists, restaurants, you name it. And his paper boy, for God's sake. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's a short, I mean, to where the father had to knock on the door and say, pay my son, you know, like, what the hell? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I mean, it's awful. And, and that dog, that dog's viciousness, that dog's wildness, that dog's, uh, you know, absolutely you're right, is almost like a window, like like a, a sort of a oh. a, a, a very uh, reduced and a basic like expression of the t turmoil, probably, and all the craziness that that, that family, uh, you know, that it is that family. So no question. Um, but I did say this. I did see this afternoon that Hunter has spoken out publicly and said that his sobriety is the future of democracy in this country. Now, what better <laughs> statement would you have made? <laughs> Good Lord. Oh my God. Help us, please, Lord. No, please don't, <laughs> don't send us down the road to that. I mean, yeah, no, oh. I think I, I used to, I mean, I look, I understand he, I knew him when he was drug addled, but I mean, he has got a screw loose. I mean, he must have brain damage or something. I mean, you think Joe's making outlandish idiotic statements. I mean, Hunter's really, I think it looks like he's gonna start competing for just the most, unbelievably stupid and thick-headed statements that are just so out of touch with the reality it's like what dimension are you on buddy uh well listen jake we got a quick news bulletin coming in uh we're gonna we're gonna uh, listen to that for for uh you know a minute or so uh and then we'll get back to our conversation here on uh, today's news talk you're watching the tyler nixon show i got a news flash for you 
Newsflash! TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The New York Times reported on Sunday that the Central Intelligence Agency has significantly expanded its intelligence operations in Ukraine against Russia since the 2014 Maidan coup. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan stated that the early delivery of U.S. fighter jets would not have altered the outcome of Ukraine's unsuccessful summer counteroffensive, citing a lack of adequately trained pilots as the primary reason. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT Radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT Radio. Back, back on the Tyler Nixon Show live on today's News Talk, my guest, Jake Smith, host of Delmarva Live on 92, uh, 92.7 WGMD, the talk of Delmarva. I used to say that. God, I don't know how many hundreds of times I said that when I had my show. Um, so, uh, Jake, you know, we're going to have Julianne Murray on uh, on Friday. Uh, this, oh, excuse me, on Thursday this week, which I'm very excited about. So, and she has absolutely done uh, yeoman. I mean, she broke through for people, for all the listeners. Uh, I'm from Delaware. I was very active in the Delaware GOP, Delaware Republican Party over years. And I literally just was i i was at my wits end i mean this was like country club uh you know sewing circle republican uh party that that as i've said before they don't care uh if, if the party loses and is a literal minor literal not even a plurality level of uh of support or as long as they control it they would rather control a losing party than take a chance on uh on on, on wild cards and maybe win so Jake, Tyler, what's you know? Correct this this country club cabal, which is what I call the Delaware Republican Party. They relish being last. They relish being in the minority. Uh, they do not want to be in the majority. They don't want the responsibility, but they want to try to convince the voters that hey, you know, we're really uh, we, we just need one more seat to stop the Demcoms. That's what I call them. You know, the Democrat communists from yeah. doing they uh, normally do in the Politburo at our state capitol in Dover. But uh, Julianne Murray and her term, which began last April as chair of the Delaware Republican Party, has really changed the narrative at uh, the Delaware Republican Party. As you know, her county, her home county in Sussex County, uh, the old cabal uh, like Senator Hawker and the rest of them, they did their best to try to keep her from gaining the chair at the uh, at the at the state party, and when she did, and I I try to help out as much as I could for getting people to understand, we need to change the direction of the party. We need to change the message. We need to change the messenger. Well, Senator Hawker, uh, when uh, the former chair, who I call Calamity Jane, Calamity Jane Brady, who was the former chair, uh, oh. when she lost to Julianne, he attacked me at the convention. I wasn't even there. People were calling. My phone's blowing up. He blamed me. He didn't blame him or what the what the inept uh, cabal of the Republican Country Club was doing. They blamed me. But I, I you know, these people. So you're smiling. So, you know, the pe very people that I'm talking about. I, I do. But I do. Julia, yeah. I, and I, well, I mean, what's crazy is, is, is that Trump. she's getting noticed by President Trump uh, in, in uh, at the uh, national level. Uh, she is just an amazing. She's a personal friend of mine. What she has done in changing the Republican Party and some of the things she found out after she took over, such as how much in debt the Republican Party was here in Delaware. The previous chair wasn't telling anybody about that. 
But I would get phone calls from listeners saying, you got to leave Jane Brady alone. She's the biggest fundraiser that we have. I said, oh, really? A, a number of times. So then why was the Republican Party bankrupt, broke? If she was such a great fundraiser, where was all the money? Why were the bank accounts empty? Yeah, it's a house of cards, even for 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 a business that that is rife with house of cards. It, it, it's insane. I mean, I, and, and, you know, it's funny because my my forays into the party went back to say well as early as 1984 then i sort of went uh national went military college worked in dc until about 1999 when i returned and from law school and became active again and that lasted for about maybe another 10 years from there and all the people i mean i was just the battles that i had to fight to get these people just to do their jobs in terms of you know outreach and inclusion and running a process that's open not like playing favorites not screwing people not making it so oh, it's, it's so and so's turn and they're my buddy so i'm gonna you know and not manipulating everything it was just i mean I, at one point i forced the resignation of the entire wilmington region committee rather than basically live under these rules that i had managed to you know it was like i was like parliamentary i mean i, I used the rules and, and, it, and i fought this pitched battle for like two and a half years and i mean they all hated me i was like what the hell i just want to build the party i want this to be inclusive not your little oh you and the boys get together and and you know plan how you're going to lose or in the case of uh, michael flynn not to be confused with general flynn but uh this 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 guy was a uh he was the chairman of the wilmington region republican committee and was donating to and and uh, basically giving uh, uh attending parties for chris coons i'm like you're the i'm like you're the chairman of i mean how I'm do you surprised. think mike ramon would you know the, the candidate the republican running against this guy and look at I me mean, coons one of the most odious senators oh. i mean i i thought you couldn't get worse than than biden or carper but this guy i mean i went to tower hill where he went he is i mean this is the, the most uh oily sleazy little runt and, and uh and i mean god it, take every Science every Twitter. every loud every position yeah every Somebody position you can yeah i'm gonna say one of my listeners sent me an email last week and they said what do you think's in chris coon's closet i said a hairpiece <laughs> yeah got yeah well i i've got stories i'm not even gonna go there let's just say but you know you know and, and what gave us chris coons chris coons was not going to be a senator what gave us chris coons was the fact that the party was so consumed with God love him. I, he was once a good. Uh, he was. I you know. I I worked on his gubernatorial campaign, nineteen eighty four. I think he was a good governor. He sort of lost it as a congressman. But Mike Castle. I mean, he could have been senator had he built the party. I mean, had he instead of having Basil Battaglia sitting there raising money all for Mike Castle, where oh great, Mike Castle gets seventy percent of the vote and the rest of the party goes down the tubes. I mean, they squandered everything because they were exclusive between Priscilla Rakestraw again and Basil I mean they they it was like these old ghouls who fed off the party and yeah. and basically ate out its sustenance drove away entire generations of young people who were bright and enthusiastic and were great candidates even uh, they drove it all, them all away and it, you know this is when the Democrats got because we used to be a divided state we used to be like a I mean red blue you know mixture we had Senator Roth we had Senator Biden uh we had Governor DuPont but you know right around 2000 right around when the when the party imploded the the unfortunate fallout of that is the Democrat communists Democrat fascists whatever you want to call them the the, the absolute patronage thug network of that is the Democrat Party of Delaware took over and and you know what they knew how to cultivate 
up, you know, rising stars. They knew how to empower lower tier candidates and to spread the wealth around and to emplate, you know, empower people uh, in ways that uh, makes the Republican Party, frankly, I mean, by comparison, I guess the Republican Party doesn't deserve to win based on that leadership. The Democrats knew what they were doing. And unfortunately, though, for the state, they took it over. And now we're reaching the point where the state may we may be like Rhode Island or Connecticut or one of these, you know, northeastern liberal, uh, you know, leftist uh, mini mini. We have more guns in Delaware than they have, Tucker. Yeah, that's true. We do still have (laughs) Sussex County, thank God, uh, to salvage. I mean, it's really the anchor for the state that's that's. Uh, you know, keeping it from floating off in outer space. I mean, uh, Newcastle County, the northern county is down the tubes. It just might as well be as bad as Philadelphia. So Mike I, you know, created an organization called A Better Delaware. It's a money laundering organization, I believe, <laughs> where if you're if you're a corrupt, has been Republican politician, that's where they go to dump you. Mike Castle's <laughs> in this organization. Um, Mike Harkins. King, who was forced to resign because she moved out of her district. She was gonna stay, but finally they forced her to resign. Now she has been absorbed into that. Uh, Calamity Jane Brady is part of this, called a better Delaware. There's no better Delaware with a better Delaware, especially with people castle at the top. That's for well, sure. Jake, Jake, we gotta jump to a little commercial break here and we'll come back and continue this conversation because I wanna I want to point out that, uh, pay tribute to a great former governor who you, uh, I'm sure recall Governor DuPont, but uh, this is the Tyler Nixon Show on today's News Talk. Don't go away. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. There's an old Southern proverb here in the United States that the ones doing the accusing are usually the ones doing the doing. The bard put it a little more eloquently, methinks thou doth protest too much. But pretty much any time you see people smearing Donald Trump, for example, you can pretty much bet your bottom dollar that they're the ones that are guilty from everything of which they accuse him. Starting war, being a dictator on day one, all of the lies heaped upon Donald Trump, all the fear-mongering, all the panic they're trying to engender. We have to save democracy. How exactly? By destroying democracy? By being totalitarian? By breaching civil rights? No. I'm sticking with Granny on the front porch. Those doing the accusing are usually those doing the doing. For MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea. For today's News Talk, TNT. You are loved. You are valued. You are resilient. You got this. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides at aarp.org slash caregiver. Tyler Nixon on today's News Talk TNT. Jake Smith is my guest and a good friend. Jake, I I, I have to tell you, I very often frequently uh, consider returning to Delaware, which is the place of my birth. My, my native, I grew up there. I mean, it's I, I know the state backwards and forwards and and just going you know balls to the wall and running for congress running for senator or something but i i then i look at the numbers and i look at the the uh patronage network i look at the the it just i mean absolutely embedded 
Democrat, I mean, and, and you know, I hate to say it, Delaware Democrats at the voter level too are some of the most, uh, they, they, they represent the worst sort of stereo, they, no, the worst stereotypes, the, the, the screechy middle-aged pissy car uh, single karens you know that that uh you know want want to tell everyone how to live and and are you know always uh i mean like you see in in you know the karens i mean there's another way to say the the um inner city uh corrupt you know oh. welfare sucking patronage uh doling you know uh, city bankrupting crime infested uh you know politicians who are are constantly just you know with their hand i mean overpaid overfed uh, you know, borrowing against the the, the future, uh, taxing. You know, coming up with uh, always coming up with new schemes, not to not to serve the public, not to serve the public, no, but to how to draw more, you know, grab more revenue and, and assert more control, or to the state legislature where we have these embedded fossils on the Republican side too. I mean, but I mean, have these people who please term limits go away. I mean, I would I would sooner see it run. Uh, the, the state run by a bunch of high school kids than 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 these people in there now who uh, I mean is uh, as uh, what's a speaker of uh, the speaker of the house Schwarzkopf yeah how long has he been there twenty some years and he's an ex state oh, cop it's like speaker he stepped out yeah. he turned over the speaker's gavel he's not speaker anymore but he is retiring in June he's done after oh. that point just representing well, the fourth. Uh, finally, I, finally, I guess he's, uh, you know, sucked enough uh, sustenance out of the state's treasury to get off the tit finally and, uh, you know, ride into whatever sunset. I mean, these people, I, I just it's very sad because I grew up in a different Delaware and I know you're from New York, Jake, but I mean, I could, you know, we could tell, tell you stories about the prosperity and the excitement and the opportunity. I mean, you think well, like when Governor Pete DuPont, who I mentioned at the end of the last break, right. Governor Pete right. DuPont was. At the at the end, you know, when he was governor, and so towards the end of that 1980s, we had what two um, a major car manufacturing plants in the state. We Chrysler. had chemical uh, Chrysler and GM and Boxwood. We we had uh, we had major chemical and, and ultimately pharmaceutical companies from Dupont, ICI. Uh, you know, we had uh, then of course the Financial Center Development Act. We had every major credit card issuer in the world, MBNA America, doing business right in downtown Wilmington, right in the area, employing thousands upon thousands of people. Um, you know, and these were all viable industries. These were all uh, absolutely Delaware could have been an alternative to people who want to live, like say, you know, between New York and Washington. Not um, anymore. No one wants to come here. Nobody wants and to they, do business. And, they, and 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 what did they do? What did they do? They had a, a, an absolute flood of revenue come into the state and what do they do rather than make it the lowest tax uh, uh jurisdiction that you could possibly want to live in whether uh, you know which we frankly still are good on i mean our, our property taxes are nothing compared to other states and god let's not say that too loud i mean don't give me any ideas but delaware could have with and plus not to mention 20 some percent of the state's revenue uh 22 percent i think is from externally from franchise taxes just from having corporations that uh cite in and delaware that, that are you know had, thanks to what they did the chancery court did to elon musk that decision corporations yeah. incorporating elsewhere it's happening so they delaware don't is even no absolutely yeah and, and that's what i i wanted to ask you about yeah yeah i want to ask you because i i mean i, I clerked for the chancery court and you know, ironically, I I uh, had helped Judge uh, at the time Vice Chancellor Steele write a decision of of similar nature, but not like this one. I mean, it was a legitimate uh, it was a legitimate order of return of shares in a company called Computer Associates, 
right. which was Charlie Wang. And right. they, yep. these guys, had, it was almost the exact same scenario. $1.2 billion in, in equity was awarded to them based on performance targets of the share price that they had met over time. Now, this Is was like- way? Is that the American what, way though? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you, well, here's the thing. That, that, if you run a company, you're rewarded for it. You're not paid billions of dollars for a company going under. Well, okay. Yes. Yes. And no. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. In the sense that absolutely. Okay. No, I'm, I mean, I think, no, if you build this company like Musk, that, that was an out. Well, I'm trying to make the comparison in this case. Yeah. Look, they wrote, it was a poorly written key SOP, key employee stock option plan. They, uh, absolutely a war. Uh, the thing is they meet, met those targets, but then the tech crash happened. So at the time the shares were like way down. I mean, it was like, hold on a second. You're you're, you had it at 120. Now it's down to like, you know, around 45 or 50 and you're wanting to this long story short, we, uh, a judge, uh, or vice chancellor Steele was you know, very, it was an equity court. He's a very fair man. He, he sort of split the difference rather than 1.2 billion between three guys. He gave him 320 million. So, and he, and he called that no mere bagatelle. And, you know, it, it was a fair decision. It, it sort of sent a shockwave at the time, the front page of the Wall Street Journal about, you know, oh, Delaware strikes this blow for shareholder rights. And it wasn't, it was literally just a contract matter and high stakes though. I mean, I just literally was starting uh, the clerkship and I had my preceptor to the bar was one of the, you know, what his, his firm was one of them. I mean, the multiple firms on it, obviously. Um, but, but the point is this, when I saw this decision come down from, uh, for Elon Musk, I realized like, whoa, this is just this, there is no basis for this. This is so far beyond the, 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 the legitimate scope of this court, in my opinion. And fr frankly, you know, the, 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 the chancellor who made the decision, her experience is, is working for the community legal aid society. And she's deciding the fate of this man's compensation who has built this mul mul multiple multinational, yep. I mean, uh, you know, groundbreaking companies. And rather than, again, fashion some relief that, that maybe is fair to everyone where he's not just totally screwed and divested of all that he had worked for, for whatever the, I think it was seven years worth of, you know, performance targets. He's not just totally, and, and as he did, just takes the company and leaves the state and, and probably the, the damage from that. I mean, who's just, I don't think they can calculate it. How many companies are not going to now uh, end up in Delaware? And, and it's look, it's, I, I still, don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, a huge, like a significant percentage, but it's enough that it means at least millions of dollars to the, uh, to the uh, taxpayers of Delaware, you know, and, it, and meanwhile. What happened to the chancery court, is it any different than what Judge Engo Moron did uh, doing Morticia James work? I mean, isn't it no, really this thought process? He's a, he's a, he's a pirate, dude. No, he, he is a, he is a fascist. He is a, uh, I mean, the man's, first of all, really creepy, uh, looks like a kid toucher or some kind of guy, you know, the guy you'd see like, uh, in the gym, like lurking around, like, like waiting to drop his towel in front of everybody. And you're like, Oh God, you know, spare us. I mean, he really is just a, a, a I mean, he just looks like a creep and he looks like a, a typical, uh, weirdo, weirdo, did, did, this is, you know, dis, uh, what's the word degenerate leftist, uh, you know, like the type who sits and just, you know, ooh, gleefully, he can't wait to, to inflict whatever he can. So he's, so he's the big hero amongst all of the, his fellow malcontents in the uh, degenerate left. And yes, I mean, no, it, it, I have to say, I mean, it, it's kind of sad and despicable in my opinion, what was done to Musk, but what's been when done to Donald Trump though, 
It's far worse. It's so much worse because it's such a, yeah. Morticia James now on her Twitter page, every day she updates the fines and penalties on President Trump. You, you, it's like the debt clock in midtown Manhattan. She's doing this yeah. every day. The titty of James, like it's a big game, you know, it's a big, it's a big, uh, oh, you know, round and round she goes. I mean, it, it's, it's carnival level uh, law. I mean, it's, it's justice like a circus, you know, a, a literal carnival circus where she's out there, you know, step right up and whatever and, and giving her little uh, and gleefully. I mean, there's no they don't even I mean, these people are so, so despicably corrupt. They don't even try to pretend that they represent justice. They're just like, no, nope, we got the seat. We got the power and we're going to do what we're going to do to destroy him. And, you know, F you if you don't like it. And, and you know, we're just going to I mean, it's not even attempting to justify it on any level of public interest or public service other than just the fact that she holds a public office. I mean, she these people are honestly they are literal poster children for anarchy for like, you know what? No government. How's that? How's that grab you? You know, we're all just going to say, you know what? You're done. We're, you're nothing to us, you know, come and get it. And then, you know, that's what's going to come to if they keep, the, keep going this direction because they're, right. they're, you know, this country's not going to stand for it. And I don't, you know, like we might be sheepish uh, and, and, and sort of deferential, but when, when the American uh, Leviathan of, of the people, the American, uh, the sleeping giant awakens, I mean, you already see it. In the, I, I just started out the show talking about the Patriots organizing and how how frankly intelligent and thoughtful and well organized and dedicated these people are compared to like the left who I mean, they're just collecting paychecks from Soros and, and you know, they're, they're billionaire uh, funders, these uh, these autocratic, you know, oligarchic uh, fascist billionaires. Um, who have nothing who want to collapse, frankly, any country that stands in their way, and including and especially America has been our, their target for decades. And all these people that, that were you know, on the left are their minions. They're not leaders. I mean, and when they're not minions, they're just simply opportunistic parasites who want to get into oh, politics but, because they don't no, want to work for a living, you know, like no. Joe Biden. You know, when you talk about Soros, I, I think you want to touch on Soros, too. You know, I first started my radio show almost six years ago. I, I I would say frequently that how can George Soros, I know he's a bad guy, but how could he be involved in so many bad things? Well, guess what? I'm not saying that anymore, but I think <laughs> it's gotten to the point that if Trump does return to the White House, I don't care if he has to dispatch SEAL Team 6, George Soros and his son need to be taken into custody, sent to Guantanamo Bay and put in front of a military tribunal. That's the day. That's where we start day one. Well, you know, I, I, I believe in due process and, and I think they, they should just be, you know, they should fall under the weight of their own corruption. But I think you're right because, uh, you know, Soros has been so insidious, uh, you know, someone who is a foreign national who was a Nazi collaborator yep. and the left yep. loved this guy. And he is I mean, he has systematically insinuated his his uh, dirty money into not just uh, you know races for Senate or even city council for the DAs for the enforcers of law and justice and corrupted them. How much blood money has he given out? Yeah, how much degradation in our cities? How much? How many? How many billions of dollars in losses? How many communities no longer can have a drugstore, a, a supermarket, or any any kind of commerce because you know they've let these uh, they've sent the message out thanks to uh, thanks to this this I mean and. You look at the pictures of this man. I mean, it's like 
you want to, I mean, you couldn't put, I mean, he's a, he's a ghoul. I mean, it's like if, if evil has a face, it's this rotted, you know, no question about it, but yeah, this I mean, is, it's just if like, ever, if there's ever a case, Tyler, for military tribunals, this is it. Yeah, this no is. question. That and frankly, Hillary Clinton. I mean, she is so, she is so evil and so despicable and so has committed so many offense crimes and has and is responsible for such manipulation in this country. I mean, you look at what was done to the Trump presidency just because that fat, ugly cow was beaten by this guy, you know, and she just couldn't have it anymore. And she she so she unleashed all of these all the Russian collusion. And, and, and then, you know, all these people were I mean, it's like, what is with is she of some kind of like black magic, demonic spell over them? I mean, they all just stepped right up and 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 he yeah, evil. I mean, they are truly evil. There's no two ways about it. And, and I've, you know, I've said before, look, you say don't demonize, you know, don't demonize your adversaries. Your we don't have to demonize themselves. They they are demons. You know what I'm saying? Like they do. Yeah, yeah. They they, they do that. It's like, you, as I've said, you can't demonize a demon. You know, they are. They are. And that's exactly what we're dealing with with these people. Are what you uh, show in the mirror or maybe demons don't uh, show or have a reflection in the mirror. What do you think? <laughs> yeah the vampires anyway and she certainly I mean, it's just the they are ghoulish i mean uh the intrigues behind the 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 the, the schemes the scams the, the i mean it's just it's unfathomable and they're going after donald trump who has frankly earned his money has built has left a legacy of businesses of a brand of beautiful properties and 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 they're, they're going to divest him and strip him of his money. These people should they're be ha these people should be hanging from yard arms. That, well, Nikki Haley said, "Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, no, it was Saturday when she lost by what thirty points in her home state. Huh. Trump yeah. should keep should shut up about the border. Why should he shut up about the border? He's the leading candidate, number one, and number two, he has a record on the border which is impeccable. Why should Trump?" Listen to Nikki Haley and be quiet about campaigning on the border. Man, she, she is. is she is. I, I didn't. I didn't know she said that, but she is. I mean, she, she is. It. She is. She is an, a frankly an infiltrator and a subversive and clearly a uh, you know a ringer or someone said. I mean, I don't know what who or what's behind her, but how could you not if you're going to speak out on the border? My God, I mean, it is. It is just an. It's an invasion. But I mean, the border. We don't have a border anymore. So, I mean, what is what is her? She's going to criticize Donald Trump. Honey, listen, Trump do us all a favor. Sit down, board. shut up, go away. Nobody's interested in you. I, whatever her name is, uh, you know, her real name, Nikki Haley. Give me a break. This woman is like a, a third generation or third rate, uh, third generation carbon copy of Hillary Clinton on her in her on her worst day. That's a good, that's a mean, good comparison, because the longer she stays in, the more we know about her, don't we, Tyler? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, let's face it. Where does this woman, I mean, it, to, the fact that she has praised Hillary Clinton, it's like these, I mean, these people, it, it shows you how out of touch they are, or just, you know, she's so bought and she's such a puppet that no matter what she does or says, no matter how outlandish and ridiculously uh, contrary to the Republican Party is, she keeps going. There's no accountability. Jake, and she uh, close, close. Other men while her husband was deployed in other places, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just, it's awful. But you know what? The, it's good. Let them expose themselves. Quick parting thought in 15 seconds. Um, I hope that President Trump can get the what he needs with respect to uh, the um, appeal 
in uh, at uh, the appellate court in New York as quickly as he can. He needs to get that monkey off his back. Amen. Jake Smith, we'll have you back soon. Thanks for joining us. Tyler Nixon show on today's news talk. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great week.